Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. We freaking made it, everybody. Welcome to Friday. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there looking good on a Friday. Welcome to the 15th day of the month. Hopefully it's a good one for... Are your headphones working? Yeah, you gotta turn up the volume. No, I think mine are shorted out because I know I said you look good, Dude, and I didn't, hear, I didn't hear you say thank you. What's, so uh, I, my well, headphones I, are broken. I tried to say thank you, but I think you it kept sounded, talking. It sounded like you said yeah, like yeah, you're agreeing with, and then thanking Sorry, somebody. Sorry, your headphones really because there's no, of stuff that's wrong. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. We have look good. a very busy Friday show planned for you. Perhaps even your family, as uh, we have a concert announcement that we're going to kick right off with the show this morning, uh, as uh, we are bringing back X Day at the fair. We'll tell you who is coming to town and when for the X show at the Western Idaho Fair this year, which we are extremely excited for, and I hope and pray that you are excited for as well. We also have your last chance for tickets to 10 Years and Black Map, at least on our show for the concert Sunday at the Knitting Factory Concert House. So if you are looking forward to that, we got you covered. We also have a chance for you to perhaps win some money at 7.30 this morning with a little thing we call the X-Rock Double Dare. Uh, Jason Drew gave away $200 yesterday. Adam gave away $200 yesterday. So uh, it was money. We gave everybody one money yesterday. That's how I like to do it. Money, money, money. Money! Maybe we'll wrap up the week with that particular theme as well. That's all coming up this morning, plus a story for Big J. Other fun and excitement as things go forward, and we move on, and that's the plan. At least, that's what I have written down for the agenda today. Am I missing anything? No, I think that pretty much... Uh... See, that's already not true. Uh, Lounge at the End of the Universe popping by as well this morning to talk about the cool things happening this weekend. And so, now I believe I've got everything. So, at Sats on the Agenda for Friday, we also play music on this show, so let's do it. Starting things off with some Nirvana here this morning on The Morning After with Nick and Big J in the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some people that listen maybe work in the food service industry. Maybe some people that listen even own a business in the food service industry. And if you are somebody that has tried to open up a bar restaurant in the Treasure Valley, specifically Ada County, you know one of the most difficult things to do in this state is pertain a liquor license. It's almost impossible. Is that the same everywhere? Or uh, is it, it just w- here? Well, it's... What, what do you mean? It just seems like you got to get on a waiting list. I mean, it's, Ada it's a very involved thing. Ada County's got very... Now, listen, it's not easy, easy per se, to get a liquor license anywhere. Garden City has got some issues, too. But uh, but specifically in Ada County... I mean in other states. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's a lot easier to transfer things over in other states, at least from my understanding, than it like has when you been. Buy a business, here. right? Uh, but one thing that's really, I mean, that's that's why, like, if you if you see restaurants or bars for sale, why they're going for so much is mostly because you get also their liquor license that transfers over, and so then you can do with it what you want. Because getting a liquor license from scratch in this town almost impossible. And as the gem state continues to grow, one of the things that the Ada County uh, people in the part that, that sell alcoholic beverages have to do is go through a bunch of these things. And so Ada County commissioners are now considering an ordinance that would delete one of the most difficult rules to overcome, which is called the 75% rule. And what that means is if you are looking to sell alcoholic beverages in Ada County, you've got to apply for a conditional use permit and you have to receive written approval from 75% of residential owners within a thousand feet of your property, which is almost impossible to do because nobody answers the door anymore. And so to be able to get those required signatures that you need has been one of the biggest hurdles ever. And so uh, they heard from members of the public about maybe getting that removed from the books and at least having one less hurdle for businesses and restaurants that want to get liquor licenses and sell liquor here in the Treasure Valley, a little bit of an easier path to do so. Now, 
Uh, they're taking their sweet-ass time trying to figure this out. They're going to reconvene on May 24th at the Ada County Courthouse to continue this discussion. But at least they've opened up the floor to make it a little bit easier for new businesses. And one of the reasons why is they found that they've had to say no or businesses that wanted to open up in the Treasure Valley recently couldn't meet this particular you know, guideline in order to get that done. And they're like, well, listen, man, I mean, we're, we got a bunch of open business space. It's costing us money. Maybe it's smart if we get rid of this particular rule. So they're kicking it around. Not to say that it's guaranteed to be going away or anything, but uh, a decision should be made on May 24th as to whether or not that becomes a little bit easier. Final two NBA play-in tournament games will be held tonight for the two remaining playoff spots. Hawks and the Cavaliers in Cleveland for the eighth seed and the Pelicans and the Clippers for the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs. The first round of the playoffs officially begin on Saturday for the NBA if you are interested. That could suck up your weekend if you like. Big J, David Spade has his own podcast with Dana Carvey called Fly on the Wall, and he was talking about, you know, gigs that almost came his way and some Saturday Night Live skits that were almost turned into a movie. And one that may surprise people is the Gap Girls sketch. Do you remember that sketch, Big J? No. That's the one where Chris Farley, he and Adam Sandler all kind of dressed up as women that worked in the Gap and oh, folded yep. laundry. Okay, yeah, now I remember. Laundry. Folded shirts and stuff. And they kind of had fun and talked about modern life in a mall and all that kind of stuff. And according to him, uh, Lorne Michaels had asked David Spade to write a script based on the sketch. However, uh, he admitted that he was running out of ideas and didn't want to wear the fake nails. So that's why he didn't want to do the movie. But he also he had trouble himself trying to figure out what the hell the plot of a Gap Girls movie would be. And, you know, that that was always one of the th- that that's the the, uh, the the issue that plagued the 90s SNL to me was they always had great ideas. They had an incredibly talented cast. But man, do those sketches kind of run out of steam towards the end and not really have an idea how to end. And so to be able to turn that into a movie would have been difficult so that is why you didn't get a gap girls movie they couldn't figure out how to make it a two-hour fun ride stone temple pilots right there and we are playing them for a reason what reason would that be big j uh yeah they're coming to town for the western idaho fair it's happening at uh the Uh, Well, Western Idaho Fairgrounds. And then, of course, X Day is August 25th. The Idaho Central Credit Union Grandstand is where all the music takes place. Stone Temple Pilots going to hit the stage at 730, and it's going to be awesome. It's, of course, open to anybody who goes to the fair that day, which is a really cool thing. And you jam-pack in there, and it's going to be a lot of fun, as it usually is at the the Western Idaho Fair. You take in the food and all of the great stuff that's going on. You play some games and then head over and, uh, you know, watch some awesome music. Yeah. And uh, Stone Temple Pilots is a band. uh, Well, listen, you can't say we haven't been trying to get them here, Big J, uh, because they've, uh, you know, in the last two and a half years, we had them scheduled twice. Unfortunately, thanks to one, a back surgery and two, the coronavirus, they had to cancel both of their appearances here in town. But this is happening Thursday, August 25th. Big J's right. It is free with your paid entry into the fair. Uh, The fair is going on the 19th through the 28th this year. Uh, You can already grab your tickets at IdahoFair.com. Brought to you by TDS Fiber if you want to grab advanced tickets. And you can see a full schedule of events at IdahoFair.com. But it's always nice. We can have X Day at the fair. We usually broadcast live from out there. We give away a ton of tickets so that you can get into the fair for free, which, of course, gets you into the concert for free already. So, And then we have uh, VIP tickets to the concert that we'll be giving away. And I'm sure some very cool things with the band that you can expect to come to fruition as well. Just like we did last year with Seether and Theory with Deadman the year before that, Big J. X day at the fair is always the best day at the fair, at least as far as I'm concerned. And this year is no exception. It should be a whole lot of fun. You can get more information at IdahoFair.com. Big J is going to tell us a story that's going to happen next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Gather around, kids. It is time. Sit in a circle and get ready because it is story time with Big J. Big J, I'm prepared for class. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know a little bit about the story, Nick, but uh, the really cool thing is we get a lot of awesome experiences working in this job and I never want to forget that but also I want to do my best to bring some of those the folks out there who are listening a chance to into some of those um, you know meetings and stories and things like that which is why I'm doing this but uh, we had a buddy of ours his name was Josh worked here for many years in many different capacities and at the time of this uh, he was doing afternoons and he was about to turn 21 
And the band Drowning Pool was coming to town. And let me tell you about the band Drowning Pool. Love these guys. Whatever iteration that they have been in, CJ, Stevie, uh, everybody in the band, you know, whether it was uh, the Gong, Jones, or of course, you know, way back in the day, Dave, before he passed away, Ryan McCombs, now Jason, they're all great dudes. But uh, this particular iteration of Drowning Pool was with Ryan McCombs. And so uh, the, the show was coming to town. And at the time, uh, we had been spending a lot of time doing promotions and things the Spirit Rider Gentleman's Club and the manager there was becoming a good friend and you know he Eric he, right no uh, Adam Adam okay and so he he was like hey uh, you know it would be cool if we could get a band in here and, and hang out and do a VIP thing and I'm like that's a great idea uh, and he's like we'll give him a tab and everything and and then we started talking about Dranny Pool I'm like listen you don't want to give these guys a tab and he's like no it's an open tab they can have whatever they want I'm like listen I'm going to say this just one more time okay this is a bad idea. And he's like, nope, we're doing it. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're on. And really had set this whole thing up just as a birthday party for for Josh. Mm-hmm. Really, when you get down to it. Uh, and uh, it's a pretty cool thing to be able to do, to have a rock band uh, be at your birthday party at a gentleman's club, like Spirit Rhino. So uh, they put on a hell of a show at uh, the Knit, and then, uh, and then it was on on the after party. And the band was totally ecstatic about this. Hey... A radio station was going to let them drink as much as they wanted. <laughs> so they couldn't be more happier to come along. We'd given away a couple VIP uh, passes and, and for people to get to hang out with the band and stuff. We had a little area cordoned off. And, I mean, it was it was great. And we were having a great time. Poor Josh, though. I mean, I don't think he even remembers the night. There's no way he does. <laughs> because, he, I mean, imagine that. It's your first 21st birthday. You can legally go out and drink. And you're doing it with a band at a gentleman's club. You work in radio. I mean it was hammer time and I just remember helping him out into a cab and it was it was a real mess but the band you know these guys when it comes to to drinking and partying I don't think that there's anybody in on the planet maybe like some of the guys who who work in the you know special operations because it, it's so dangerous and they do so many things I mean those guys are, are legend partiers as well but bands especially metal bands just they, they take it to another it's their life okay and you can see it by the fact that they die so early so uh they were having a great time and they were abusing hell out of uh this tab right at at the end of the night uh and so uh, they just had a great time it was a wonderful thing and uh the next day uh, i i talked to adam i'm like okay so you know how to go he goes oh it was great and i'm like how was that tab and he goes uh yeah it was about uh it was about five grand and i'm like see that's what you get I said, don't do it. So he couldn't be mad at me because we warned him multiple times not to do that, to set a cap. But they spent some money at the Rhino that night. It is true. Uh, But yes, uh, and I believe that was pretty much the only time we've ever done something like that at the Rhino, (laughs) right? Well, yeah, yeah. After that, it's like, well, two things. One, it's hard to get a band to be able to commit to something like that. After parties are tough because usually they have to get on the bus right after the show. Yeah, and so uh, it's hard to really manage that. There are times when we'll have some after parties. Those are rare, but they're really cool. Seether did one for us a couple years ago. I was just going to think that. I think that was the last one we did. And I'll tell you what, those times are legendary. So when they happen, you want to make the most of those opportunities. But um, and uh, yeah, it's just it was one of those one off things that really, really worked out. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, we'll never forget it, hopefully. Uh, well, Josh, Josh will because yeah. alcohol was involved. And I, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, this was right before the age of uh, cell phone photographs. Yeah. So uh, that can be good and bad. The, the bad part is uh, you don't have any real memory. I mean, dudes, you know, we're bad at taking cameras with us and stuff. Uh, so, you know, in, you, you, should, you would have been a weirdo if you're taking pictures. I don't think they'd the let rhino. you take pictures inside <clears throat> the rhino anyway. Uh, now yeah. it's a different story. But uh, and, and the, the good part is that there aren't pictures from that party uh, <laughs> to haunt us for the rest of our lives. So it's just our memories. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Your chance to win some cash from us and also some important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I think we can both attest to this. There are few things worse than having to battle food poisoning. Agree or disagree? Oh, hell yeah. 
And, uh, you know, it's one thing if you give food poisoning to yourself or somebody in your house cooks and doesn't do a good job. That's something that you can just be like, oh, man, well, I screwed up. My bad. It's on me. Exactly. Or come on, you know, next time let's try better. But it is different if you go out to a place and you get food poisoning from a restaurant or a convenience store, whatever. Suddenly, it becomes a vendetta. It's weird, right? It's a vendetta against my body. Like, you you, you go out of your way to avoid that place because it reminds you of the time that you spent 24 to 48 hours violently doing stuff. Yes. Uh, Even if it's not permanent, it is something that you keep in the back of your mind from time to time. And you can't help it. It's just something that you do. So... There is a lawyer out there, Bill Mahler. He actually specializes in foodborne illness cases, and he's been doing it for three decades and makes a living representing people who've experienced, you know, food poisoning from restaurants. That alone is scary. Yeah, specifically, you know, serious. He's made a living, and I'm sure a good one, off of this. It happens so often. Yes. And so he has three tips on what you should do to avoid, or at least attempt to avoid, food poisoning at restaurants. Are you ready? Don't eat. Actually, that's number one. Stay at home and eat. He says you're, you're now. He says that won't eliminate foodborne illnesses, but you're much less likely to get foodborne illnesses in your own home than you are going out someplace else. Number two, he says if it were up to him, he would advise you to avoid the salads at restaurants. He says even in the best restaurants, it's usually prepackaged salads that they use, and they may not cut them up themselves, which means they may not wash them or rinse them themselves properly. And that could be an issue, especially if there's meat in your salad. Be careful because sometimes it's not cooked all the way through. And that's where a majority of his clients get sick. And then number three is avoid ordering raw food, especially raw seafood. Like oysters or sashimi in restaurants. He says since they're not cooked, they have no defense against harmful viruses and bacteria. And he says that in the last 12 months, there has been a huge uptick in uh, foodborne illnesses linked to shellfish. So that is something that you need to be aware of as well. Yeah, man, I'm like, uh, but sushi is so good. Well, there are some sushi that is cooked, so yes, that you don't have to worry I know, about. But I'm, but still, it's a. You're, every time though, I feel like I'm rolling dice, like right. a twelve-sided die, <laughs> right. like yeah, it's Dungeons and Dragons, and the. And you're not wrong. Yeah. You are. I mean, you really, really are. So uh, you are your own person. Make up your own minds. These are just his tips in order to avoid stop getting sick. Are you excited, Big J? Tomorrow. The new version of the USFL going to kick off. It's inaugural season. First game will be Saturday night in Birmingham, Alabama, between the Birmingham Stallions and the New Jersey Generals. And it will air on both Fox and NBC. So it'll be on your TV if you want to watch. That will be followed by three games on Sunday. There are just eight teams in the USFL, but that's owned by Fox Sports. They're going to play a 10-game schedule during the regular season with a top two teams in the North and South advancing to the playoffs. And then the championship game will be a game between the division winners. The original USFL lasted three seasons from 83 to 85 before bankrupting out of business. Uh, We'll see how this one does. Part of it is I can't tell you a single player playing in the USFL. Can you? I have no idea. I didn't even... I mean, I, I you know, know they released the coaches, and the coaches are some names that you're going to recognize, like Bob Stoops is coaching in it. I know that uh, Terrell Buckley, former Packer, is one of the head coaches in the particular league. But uh, he, he, we are a superstar-obsessed culture that uh, even translates into sports that way. And without any names to hang your hat on, it's going to be tough for people to come to the party. Or are we just football star, Big J, and we'll watch anything? I don't know. I don't know. I, I You know, I, I don't think that's the case with uh, what we've seen here in the last couple of attempts. I tend to agree. I feel like this is going to fail no matter what. And uh, all due respect to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I don't feel like the XFL will fare much better. Here's the thing. I, I think that the partnership that they have with the NFL is going to make things different. Yeah, it won't so, It won't hurt for sure. But again, unless you get people that people recognize and people that play, players that people want to see, I don't think they're going to tune in just to watch somebody throw a football around. Uh, which has always been the, the the curse of anybody trying to go up against somebody that tries the same sport as the NFL. All the talent is in one spot, and that's where we tend to gravitate towards. It is my uh, nightly event to watch Jeopardy, and they have tapped Michael Davies as the series' newest showrunner. Uh, he wrote on the game show's blog, he is honored and humbled by the faith of the studio. So over the next few months, they're going to uh, kind of scope some plans and figure things out. He, of course, replaces Mike Richards, who was ousted last year after problematic history of sexist language and lawsuits, and then strangely naming himself as the new 
the new host of the show. I mean, it still boggles my mind that whole Jeopardy controversy that went down after Alex Trebek unfortunately passed away. It's really, really weird. And I feel like one day we'll get the true story and it'll be even more bananas than it seems like from the outside looking in. But Jeopardy appears to be moving forward with Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik, and that's going to be the continued plan as they go on to make new shows. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Here's traffic. It is money time. We are going to play the X-Rock Double Dare coming up here in a few minutes. And speaking of Jeopardy, we are just straight up lifting one of its categories for the topic of discussion today, Big J. Which is what? Uh, Let me see here. Which is... I was not prepared for that. That should be, right? Yeah, I think so. But uh, it would be... Oh, that's the wrong email. Potpourri. 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 You okay? I mean, it's like no, you've I never seen see these that. words. Like, you, yesterday you had a problem with whoa, like you've never seen it written down before? Yeah, no, uh, but I don't say it the way it's written down. I'm sorry, it's whoa But that's not even how you say the word. Nobody says whoa But I also wouldn't spell whoa Whoa! whoa. But, but that's the correct, that's the only way to spell the word. Uh, well, I didn't. How would you spell whoa? It's like uh, some sort of... Whoa? Yeah, spell it for me. I actually don't know how it's spelled. W-H-O-O-O. That's we. Oh, and now we're back into but, the whoa. But I can, it's this word, when I saw this email, I'm like, oh, no. Because it's one of those words I can't pronounce. It but, doesn't matter. It's okay. just... That's fair. Well, listen, I'll help that you. That and prodigal. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Potpourri is... The actual. You take out the T silent. Yeah, yeah. Potpourri. 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 Yeah, you got it. Now you're there. Whoa. Uh, and uh. listen, if, for those of you unfamiliar, potpourri basically just means anything. So we're running the gamut here. We're all over the board. That's going to be Look it. Look out. Uh, so get ready because that's coming up in a few minutes. But first, TDS Fiber Traffic Center time. It is brought to you by the Lifetime Store, CB. Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. All right, it is time to try to give away some cash money. We do so by playing the X-Rock Double Dare three times a day, 7.30, 12.30, and 5.30. And we have a contestant this morning that is ready to go. Her name is Karen. Karen, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Excellent. Happy Friday to you. We'd like you to win as much money as possible. How much that is is entirely up to you. We start with a $50 question, and we can go double or nothing up to three times so that you can win up to $200. You can stop at any time you want, and ideally, you will actually get questions that get more difficult as you go on. But with the category potpourri, you never know where we're pulling stuff from, so I guess it kind of depends on your knowledge of whatever subject matter may come up. Karen, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, good luck. $50. You have to go back to 1986 to find the last time a defensive player was named the NFL's MVP for a season. The last person to do it was this New York Giants linebacker. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, oh, Karen. Karen, I greatly apologize to you and your family. I didn't think that you would get this right. I had faith the whole time, Karen, in case you're curious. All right, so that $50 is yours. You can keep it and walk away, or you can go for the $100 question that's supposed to be a little bit more difficult. What do you think? Let's, let's go for it. Okay. All right, what brand of frozen seafood features a man in a yellow slicker in its logo? Gordon Fisherman. Right. Karen. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. So that is $100. That's yours. You can, again, take that and walk away, or you can go for the double or nothing ultimate prize of $200 in the potpourri category. What would you like to do? I really want $200. bucks. let us do it. All right. All right. Uh, Nick, I might mispronounce things in this, just so you know. Fun. Having a tough morning already. You're in my head. Uh, Pavel was the first name of this Star Trek character, originally played by Walter Going. Karen? Um... Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott. Wrong. No, I think you're thinking of Scotty, maybe, uh, in the yes. actual Star Trek universe. Yeah, he but no. the uh, Scottish fella. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. What's the right Don't answer? have the power. Yeah, that's uh, Scotty. It's Chekhov. Yeah, Chekhov was uh, his name. His first name was Pavel. Pavel Chekhov. And I believe it's Walter Koenig. But 
Uh, so, so sorry, Karen. Hey, listen, it was a good run. You, you had your shot, but Man. I don't blame you for going for it after how confidently you answered the first I two. I wouldn't have gotten the second question right. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, you hate fish. So congratulations. You are good to go, uh, Karen. I'm sorry that you at least got through, but you can continue to play. Uh, 1230 with Jason Drew, Adam at 530. And again, potpourri is the category for the rest of the day, so it could come from all over the place, as evidenced with our questions from football to seafood to uh, Star Trek. It's all over the place. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to go to hell. You're invited to join us. It's the X Rocks. Hey, on 100.3, the X Rocks. Methamphetamine's a hell of a drug, Big J. And we are headed to West Virginia to find a story around that. As a young lady named Renee Passe was pulled over in her SUV uh, on Sunday night for vehicular violations as it traveled down the road in a small West Virginia town. And during questioning by the state trooper, a male passenger in the auto revealed that when Passe spotted the cop car pulled behind him, she told the whole car, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in possession of narcotics. Look out. Uh, That is when investigators alleged that Passe then admitted that there definitely was a bunch of methamphetamine in her backpack. And a search of the backpack yielded a large baggie with methamphetamine and then uh, several small baggies with the substance and weight product written on the outside. Basically, they discovered a fairly small time, but still a significant amount of methamphetamine by a drug dealer. Jeez, panic much? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, man, if it, it, I, I have, a, you know, snitches get stitches and all that, but if you don't know the person that well and that person admits to you that you are driving in a vehicle that has a bunch of drugs in it, what do you do, right? You shut up and play stupid, or... Oh, wait, so he ratted her out? Correct. Oh, I thought it was her saying, oh, I no. got drugs in my... Oh, okay. She, after he ratted her out, she admitted to it, because yeah. he. that's basically what happened. But she, she should have been quiet then. <laughs> she would tell everybody, jeez. Well, I mean, part of it is she was also very high. And so I'm sure your, you know, your decision-making capabilities are at least somewhat... Regressed. Keep on it together, people. Methamphetamine. Don't do so drugs. The doctor, the the uh, the doctor, the, the state trooper that was there ended up asking her, "Hey, wh- why why are you a drug dealer? You know, you're a young lady. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Why are you a drug dealer?" And she said, "Well, I I I really only am able to sell meth because I can't find a job." And he's like, "What are you talking about? You drive down the street and there are you know high now hiring signs everywhere." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. I can get plenty of job interviews. I just can't pass the drug." T- <laughs> the trooper's like, oh. well, yeah, but if you can't pass a drug test, your your option shouldn't be I should sell the stuff. It should be maybe I should get off the drugs so that I can then pass the drug test and then get a job. Sounds and then like everything a works okay. Very nice law enforcement officer. Does as well. Uh, she ended up getting arrested. Uh, they seized about 20 grams worth of methamphetamine, and uh, she is still in jail on $10,000 bond. Uh, on the drug count, so she's going to be facing some pretty serious charges. And uh, also, probably, just to add more problems to things, you thought it was hard trip passing the drug test, wait till you have a felony on your record. It's going to be real hard finding the job. That'll pay you then. Yeah. Uh, so, I believe that it is one vicious circle, Big J. But a reminder to you, your family, and all our listeners, stay off the methamphetamine, man. Not once. Don't try it once. Yeah. I mean, nobody can tell uh, me that their life t- went for the better after they tried meth. It's just not the way it works. Yeah, hey, you know, my, my pain cleared up <laughs> after I took meth. Right, great. Uh, what do you do now? Oh, I just live out of my car. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are liars out there, Big J. People that lie right to your stupid face. Damn it. All the time. And now there's studies that show that people are way more willing to lie to you if they believe that those statements could possibly come true in the future. Does that make sense? Like, people don't necessarily think it's a lie so much if they're like, well, it could happen. If they, if, if we say, like, um, let me think. Like, I don't know. Think of a, a gigantic band that, that could come to town at some point. If we, if we say, you know, like, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are coming to town. Yeah. That's a lie. But it could happen. So then does it become it a lie? It hasn't been since 2006. Right. Do I feel bad about saying it? I should because it's a lie. They're not coming to town. But I suppose they could it's at kinda, some point. kind of open-ended. Right. Exactly. So 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with this. What I'm saying is people tend to feel less bad about that if they are telling you something that could come true down the line. Now, why that is such an important factor in things, I'm not exactly sure, but we found out that people are much more inclined to share misinformation on social media if they imagine how it might become true. So that's part of the problem, too. But only if that particular uh, false information aligned with their already held political beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they believe somebody's the devil and then they post about it, like, well, it could be. I mean, uh, maybe he's not now, but could be. So uh, we all need to do a better job about spreading information and making sure that doesn't happen. But it is good to know that if I meet like some lady at the grocery store and I say I'm a doctor, I cannot feel bad about that because I guess that one day I could be. I mean, I'm not. But I mean, there's nothing to say that I'm definitely not going to medical school at some point in my life, right? I I think, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, no. I I can't do that anyway. I feel bad about lying. Hey, the NBA fined Charlotte Hornets Mike Bridges $50,000 yesterday because he chucked his mouthpiece into the crowd after somebody in the crowd was giving him some crap. But unfortunately, the mouthpiece, of course, didn't hit the person he was attending it to. It hit some teenage girl in the crowd, which is never great. Double up. Yeah, exactly. So this poor lady wasn't even paying attention, just got hit in the side of the face with some dude's mouth guard. Then she put it in her mouth. No, I don't think that happened, and that's not fair. But uh, it could have happened, so I guess it's not a lie. <laughs> it really could have. I was about to say that. Bridges got two technical fouls for arguing the call. He was heckled by a male fan as he walked to the tunnel, and then he came back and chucked his mouthpiece that hit a teenage girl instead. He apologized, saying he lost his cool. He doesn't act like that, and it was embarrassment on his part and the organization. He asked to for somebody to find the teenage fan so that he could reach out and apologize to her in person, but still find $50,000 for the particular incident. Speaking of money going out of people's hands, Bam Majera has settled the Jackass Forever lawsuit he has filed against Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones, and Jeffrey Tremaine, Paramount Pictures, and everybody else involved with the Jackass Forever movie. Uh, Bam filed the wrongful termination lawsuit after he was fired from the movie because he says he was forced to sign an agreement that he called psychological torture that had so many conditions it was impossible to comply, and then when he failed the drug test, that was it for him. According to court documents, uh, the Viva the Bam star asked the court to dismiss the case, which means probably money changed hands and he is now dismissing the case of his own record. Uh, I watched Jackass Forever and enjoyed every second of it, but I will say this, and I know why and I get it, but I still really miss Bam as part of the movie. I mean, I enjoyed everybody that was involved in it, and I laughed and had a good time, and it was great to see everybody again, but there was still part of me that went, man, it'd really be nice to see Bam in it, because Ryan Dunn was already missing, which made it weird, and then Bam was missing too, and that made it even more weird, especially considering I did like a Jackass marathon and watched all the other Jackass movies before Jackass Forever. It really makes the Bam stuff kind of stick out, but listen, I hope he finds the help that he definitely needs. I hope he cleans himself up, and maybe down the road something else can happen, because I I am rooting for that guy, but uh, he got whatever money he was looking for, I guess. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, yo, Sunday is going to be fun because we've got a concert at the Knitting Factory. Ten years coming to town, Black Map and Varsity. Going to be a good show. We'll get you there for free. She did pick up these tickets by four today and beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. It's been easy. 208-287-1003 is the number if you want these particular tickets. All you have to do is, yeah, make sure you meet those guidelines that Big J just suggested so that you can enjoy a concert on us on Sunday. You get to see 10 years who are fantastic. They were uh, supposed to come through for a holiday show. Didn't quite make it happen. That's because of circumstances beyond their control, but they're back. And Black Map is along for the ride. Varsity as well, which is pretty damn awesome. So if you want to go to this event, now would be the time to get on the phone and be a part of the fun. That's what it's all about, as they say up in Canada. Uh, and let's go to the phone to get ourselves a contest. Good morning, the X. Hey guys, what's up, dude? You're up first. Good luck. Uh, this actor, writer, and director is known for his gregarious laugh and pot smoking. Oh, and ruining the Green Hornet. Ryan Reynolds. Wrong. That's it a Green Lantern. Not Ryan Reynolds. Do you think Ryan Reynolds smokes pot, Big J? Yes. He's got he's, a pretty good laugh. Let's be honest. He's Canadian. I don't know if his laugh is. It's not it's not this level of laugh, but he has a laugh that people tend to enjoy. 
right, nobody wants to go to the 10-year show. That's what it boils down to. I got a question for you, though. Fire away. Because it's Seth Rogen's birthday. Yes. Seth Rogen has taken his love of all things cannabis into business form with this company. Do you remember oh, the name of it? No. I have no idea what this cannabis company well, name is. You would not have gotten this right uh, then. What letter does it start with? H. Uh, Herbalife. Houseplant. Houseplant. Wrong. There you go, houseplant. Morning after with Nick and Big J. (laughs) We will uh, come back next on the X-Rod. That's STP. We announced earlier this morning they're coming to town as part of the Western Idaho Fair. X-Day at the Fair happening on the 25th, so make sure you're paying attention to that. We'll give away some tickets to the fair here soon, but more pressing matters are upon us. This weekend's another busy one and awesome one at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. It is time to catch up with one of our favorites, Sarah Fellows in the studio. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for getting up stupid early and coming in and talking about some cool things that are happening at the Lounge, not only this weekend, but also coming up, right? Yeah, so this weekend we have Gabriel Rutledge tonight and tomorrow and then after the show tonight there will be an improv uh, show by Things and Company and then next week we have our third Thursday with Minka uh, as their our musical performance um, come and check out the you know Gem Center for the Arts and see all the fun stuff that they've got going on there and then we've got the Pun Slam it's firing back uh, up huh? yeah on Friday so that, one, uh, that one's going to be fun you going to participate? I am okay. actually yeah I'm going to participate in that one good so. It's all, and uh, if you haven't been uh, a part of it, 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 you should go check it out first of all because it's absolutely hilarious. But also, if you want to try your hand, it's also an open. We're still doing the whole like yep. anybody can play kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. If you just show up, um, it's uh, signups are like till six thirty or until they fill the list. But if you come in and sign up to participate in the pun slam, um, like it basically gets you like a free in, but you also get to compete. Uh, for the final prize of $1,000 at the end of the year. Pretty so awesome. cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah, check it out. If you want more tickets to any of those events that are happening, you can check out uh, loungeboise.com. That's where you can grab tickets. But I know the fun started last night with uh, Gabriel, and it continues tonight. And tomorrow night, if you haven't seen Gabriel Rutledge, you certainly have an opportunity to do so as he joins us in studio this morning as well. Gabriel, I love it. No, it's, it's sexy. I, I do it for a fact <laughs> That's like time, our so. THX intro, so you're, you're totally Fine. Welcome uh, back to Boise. That, we appreciate you coming in. That sounded like I'm 120, and that was me warming up to talk. Like, Boise! It was just the microphone stand. Don't worry yeah. about it. Gabriel, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, welcome course. back. You film specials here. You're you're here a lot. This almost is like a home away from home, maybe, or am I jumping to conclusions? I mean, let's not go that far. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it definitely is away from home, and you were right about that. No, I love I love a, a, a Boise. I say Boise. Some I don't know. Some people say Boise. Yeah. Some people get mad at you, but I don't feel what you say it. I want to hear you say uh, it. Uh, Boise. That's Boise. a little more S than I have, and I'm, I, I'm I sorry. I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not originally from here. I moved here like you know. It's, it's been. 28, 30 years or whatever uh, that I've lived here. Uh, but I don't care when I hear somebody say it differently. I'm like, okay, what difference does it make? <laughs> I, I got yelled at in my job interview because I said Boise until yeah. I moved here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. say that, dude. And, and that's how I learned. That's so, how you yeah, learned. Exactly. Through humiliation. Exactly. Through like, if you want this gig, you should probably say <laughs> the city right. So I learned my lesson. But yeah, this is actually one of my, I mean, people ask all the time, like, what what cities do you like going to? And then they think I'm going to say New York or LA. And I do often uh, mention Boise. Very nice. nice. Good yeah. job. See, good save. <laughs> uh, and you are happening this weekend, all weekend long, at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. You happened to put on some shows last night and started already. Uh, you know, you've you've done some stand-up specials. You've recorded some stuff. You've written some books. Uh, which is that? Is that a tougher medium than people think to actually put together a book? Yeah, uh, uh, writing a book is a nightmare. Yeah. I would not recommend anyone do that. <laughs> I mean, it's like giving yourself homework. Yes, it's the same. And, like, I wasn't great. It's like I, 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 the idea of, like, I'm going to write a book. And then you're like, I don't know how commas work. What was I thinking? <laughs> right. You know, I don't know how to. So it, it when you're done, it's very satisfying. But uh, the actual process is kind of a nightmare. And stand-up comedy, of course, there's writing involved. But it's more instinctual. And, you know, it, it's it's a much different process, a different part of your brain. Uh, so, uh, I yeah, writing a book was, like, it was I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And I actually wrote another one that's being edited. I'm glad I did it, but I'm like, that's, I'm done. All right. So two, <laughs> yeah. two is the limit then. It's like children where you go like, this is amazing. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> And I then, love it. and then you accidentally write a book. Am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oops, I wrote a novel. Yeah. Well, here we are. I you just it. hope you know who the co-author is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> and so when it, when it comes to that kind of stuff, did you change up the topics at all from the first book to the second book, or is this just like additional fun and exciting? Well, the first book was, it's called Happiness Isn't Funny, True Stories of a Road Comic. It's like a year-long journal, kind of a memoir, I guess. And it's it just sort of the idea of like at that time, it was like 2010 and 11 when I wrote it, if, if I, where is this going? You see, you read a lot of books from people who are wildly successful looking back, but I'm like, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, is this as good as it gets? Is that good enough? Like, I thought that was a more interesting story and some family dynamics and stuff like that. And then so 2020, I'm like, it's been 10 years, time for a follow-up. And then uh, obviously that was a pretty wacky year, yeah. 2020. Yeah, so it ended up with a much different tone. It was more, you know, it was. I was almost like, I was almost like, well, it'll be like a. I'm not struggling the same way I was in 2010, but it'll be. It'll think it'll be a funny book, and then like, really, the book is called. If it should be called, I'm sad. <laughs> oh man. Gabriel Rutledge joins us in studio this weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. LoungeBoise.com is where you can grab tickets. So, how did you, as somebody that travels the world on a regular basis, fill your time during the pandemic? Uh, well, I mean, I did. Uh, you know, being sad does really fill the calendar. Uh, no, yes. I, I did. Uh, I did all kinds of stuff. I yeah. still did some comedy mm -hmm. in some states that weren't shut down. Uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it was like you know, no one was. The rooms weren't full. Right. I did some Zoom stuff, which is so humiliating. Throws uh, off the timing, yeah, right? It's got to be hard. It does because it's like you're staring at. Sometimes they were all muted. Uh -huh. And so you're just staring at people. Like the first one I did before anyone knew what the word Zoom meant, I didn't. Do you know? I didn't even know what it right. meant. I'm yes. like, we're gonna zo do a Zoom show, and I'm like, huh? Okay, but it, people. This guy was like shopping, buying eggs, and other guys driving, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, there's no one. They're just staring at me. You yes. know, there was a couple on their porch, and they waved, and I waved back like Aww. an idiot. <laughs> And then I realized they were waving at their neighbors. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh man, what what happened to my life? What is happening? What, what is going on? Like I used to be in these rooms with right. people like laughing, and it's like, and then now my my success is like I, that guy kind of smiled. I'm gonna call that a win. I'm gonna call that yeah, a win. It you is, know, it is. And also, if people have to go to the bathroom or people have to leave because the show's getting late and they got a babysitter, they just kind of slip out of the room. Right. In real life. Online, you're like, Tim Johnson has left. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Tim. All right, bye. Tim, I needed you. <laughs> you left me with the rocking chair couple? Tim. I love it, man. Gabriel Rutledge is happening this weekend at Lounge Boise. Uh, if people want to follow you on that fancy social media sites, where's the best place that they can go? Uh, well, I guess GabrielRutledge.com will get to get all the places because some of them are at Gabriel Rutledge. Some of them are at Gabe Rutledge. It's me and a youth pastor really battling it out for those <laughs> yeah. Supremacy. names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's hoping you win. You're winning TikTok, though. <laughs> I think I think I am. Uh, I think I am. I'm beating the I'm beating the youth pastor on TikTok good, for good. sure. At Gabriel Rutledge on TikTok, Beautiful. if you want to check it out and check him out this weekend. Uh, we're going to be giving away some tickets uh, to the uh, Friday show and the Saturday show if you want to check that out as well. But LoungeBoise.com has the hookup for all this stuff. Uh, Gabriel, thank you very much for coming in. We appreciate thank it, man. You. Make sure you check out all the cool stuff happening at the lounge every single weekend. LoungeBoise.com. Morning after with Nick and Big J. <laughs> That's the latest from Papa Roach. Song is called Stand Up here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to our friends at Carl's Jr., specifically the one on State Street who uh, always uh, just treat us top-notch and uh, decided to drop off food, Big J, for us, which is always welcomed with open <laughs> arms. Uh, this yeah. time around, they're talking about the brand-new Gold Digger uh, kind of meals they have over there. One is their double cheeseburger, and the other is their hand-breaded chicken sandwich, and both are absolutely delicious. But I need your help because you're the connoisseur yeah. of sauces in this particular world, and it's a South Carolina bar. Barbecue sauce, it's described as. Yeah. What under, does that mean? Underserviced and in a, in a lot of, uh, you know, unrespected in a yeah. lot of terms. Carolina gold. So Carolina what does gold. it mean? So it's a tangier kind of barbecue sauce leaning more on the mustard side. Okay. So it's good. But it's got some sweetness to it, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's got uh, the sweetness that you that you want. So it, you know, cuts through some of that uh, stuff like the bacon that's on there um, and, and the juiciness of the burger. I mean, it's a real, it gives you an, an unami 
flavoring. Ooh, that sounds fancy. I still yeah. don't, I mean, I hear that word a lot, but I don't understand what well, it means. Well, it was in your mouth yesterday. Uh, well, listen, here's what I know. Delicious. That's what it was. And so, if you get a chance, uh, swing on by the Carl's Jr. near you, because it's available throughout the Treasure Valley, and they're doing a special as things get started. They're like three forty nine, which is great for these things. It's a nice big Carl's Jr. sandwich. You know you're getting your money's worth over there. And then, of course, if you order on their app, you can get double stars on any purchase that involves either of these things, so it saves you money over time. You earn up points, get free things down the road, so... Good work over at Carl's Jr. It was absolutely delicious. I had the cheeseburgers. Is that what you had, too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the hand-breaded chicken sandwich, the chicken there is delicious, too, so you're going to win no matter what. And the hand-breaded thing is real. And it, it's just, you know, whether it's the chicken, you know, strips that they have or, or the ones that they put on the, their sandwiches, I mean, it's the real deal. Check it out and download the Loyalty app. And thank you again to Carl's Jr. for dropping off some food for us. Uh, we will never say no to that. So uh, everybody else, keep it coming, right? Is this a great way to open up the floor for that kind of stuff? Yeah. Bring it by. Uh, we'll never say no. Or would you say no to something? Well, I'll never say. <laughs> what are you, Brittany Murphy? I'm a businessman. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got some bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rock. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions is brought to you by the uh, Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. Uh, and we have a couple uh, tickets here. Lounge at the end of the universe. VIP passes. So we'll get you set up those. You can uh, go use those and uh, check out Gabriel Rutledge, who we just had here in studio. So VIP style, baby. First two rows if you want them. All you have to do is be able to swing by and pick them up today before 4 o'clock so they don't go to waste for this weekend. But you can pick the Friday night show or the Saturday night show, whichever one you want to go to, whichever one better fits your schedule. But now would be the time to get on the phone if you want these. And uh, what, it's two pair, right? Uh, it's, so it's you, and you can bring some friends if you want and have yourself a good old is time. It two pair? I believe so. There's four there total, right? That would be two pair? Yeah, I, I guess. Wonderful. 208-287-10. That is a ticket. You understand? This one right here. Correct. And then there's one, right? That's two. That's They're a pair. They're all VIP? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You okay? No, it's just one doesn't sub these. It looks like these. Never mind. Gotcha. 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play, let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hello? Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Luke. All right, Luke. You're up. Luke, fictional character here, okay? Right. My very first appearance in a comic book just sold for $5.3 million. Superman? Yeah. Whoa. Well, good job. Callback from yesterday. Boom. Well Way to retain information, Luke. Uh, hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those uh, lounge at the end of the universe passes for Gabriel Rutledge. Uh, what were clues two and three? Uh, I've been starved. Radio shows, cartoons, TV shows, and of course the big screen and Christopher Reeves, Brandon Routh, and Henry Cavill all played me in the movies. Now, uh, Nick, uh, Discovery has bought Warner Brothers. I saw that. $43 billion deal. It's all closed up. And now we have some idea of what's going to happen here at least. Uh, uh, according to Variety, uh, David Z- uh, Z- Zaslow, Zlazloff, he's the uh, the CEO of uh, Discovery, has said they want to revitalize the DC brand, and uh, they have some plans that they've been cooking up. Uh, one of them, uh, they feel that uh, some of the top shelf characters, such as Superman, has, has languished, and they want to fix that. Uh, my advice to you, sir, is keep Henry Cavill as Superman and do it right. Well, they're not going to do that. I mean, if he thinks that has languished, he's the only person that's played Superman. No, but it's languished because they haven't made any movies since then. That's part of the problem. Man, and they so figure that out. they want to uh, they want to bring in some. And this is this is the thing I fear because sometimes when you force this stuff, it just doesn't work. They want somebody uh, in the DC realm who is like Kevin Feige who can kind of manage things and put things together and bring together the universe like it kind of the idea was supposed to be uh, that Zack Snyder was kind of building, but then, you know, there was all kinds of disarray and, and all, all sort of weird stuff that happened on the inner side of that. I think they need to fix some of the problems at Warner Brothers in the movie management in general, and then hopefully we can see this come together. They'd like to see uh, more films like Joker uh, being made, which is uh, taking some second-build characters and making them commercial hits. So well, Of course. Everybody would love that. Wouldn't that be nice if every... You it, know? Yes, it would be nice. But, um, however, uh, the Discovery folks know what they're doing in a lot of regards, so hopefully they'll continue that path and we'll see some something happen where the, there's not as many misses 
with what DC is doing versus the hits. Yeah, I mean the the real the real issue is they they have to have a plan and they have to know what that plan is yes. and they have to have everybody on the same page because you know the other part of it is even with the the Batman that's out now a movie that I enjoyed I can't see Robert Pattinson's Batman teaming up with anybody else involved in the current DC universe. Can you? I mean, it's just such an out there kind of that yeah, takes no. place in a different time and different thing. That's a total one-off character to me, or at least a franchise of its very own. It's not. I can't see that Batman in Justice League. I just can't. It doesn't no. make sense to me. No. And so that's the kind of stuff that they need to figure out and probably quickly. Because, uh, you know, it's not, they don't want to wait. The other thing that they don't have time now because they're so far behind to do a slow build on anything. You know, that's the benefit that Marvel had. They were able to build these things up and then create this whole universe. And DC doesn't have that patience or that time. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to make them make make them have uh, stuff to go down. So we'll, we'll see what comes of that. But uh, expect some changes here very soon. Look, it can't be any worse than the way Warner Brothers has handled it, correct? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's all up from here. Uh, it's just a matter of how long that takes to have happen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Now I'm starving. We're talking all this food. <laughs> Man, what happened? Wolfgang Van Halen. That's Epiphany here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Tip of the cap for the week. Thank you to Sarah Raphael and also to our new friend Gabriel Rutledge for coming by and talking about the cool stuff happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. Check them out, loungeboise.com. We also had a chance to almost give away some money. Swing and a miss on the $200 question today uh, by Karen, but you have two more chances to play the potpourri category with Jason Drew, 1230 and 530 with Adam, and we even told the story of drowning pool almost drinking closed the spearmint rhino which was a fantastic fun to have and a concert announcement this morning too stone temple pilots western idaho fair on the 25th of august busy friday show big j that leaves you with the floor yeah you know i i don't drink beer uh, anymore i found out allergic to it but for a while one of my favorite beers was pap's blue ribbon yes and so this is the reason why i hope that you know we get to a point in the treasure valley where we're big enough to get something like this and they're doing something really cool uh for easter and it's the easter keg hunt there are radio stations that I have worked for that have done this. Yeah, and yeah. so Philadelphia, uh, Milwaukee, Tampa, and Portland, uh, they are hiding some kegs, some, some of these cool mini kegs. And uh, if you find a boom, you, you get to keep it, and it's just a fun thing they want you to do. Is there money the attached to it, or is it just free beer? No, it's just a free keg. Gotcha. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're very cool, and uh, you would look cool. There's four prizes available in Philadelphia, three in Wisconsin, and they have a tiebreaker. So if you get there the same time as somebody else, uh, they make you do trivia. Oh, I thought they'd fight to the death. Yeah, that's that's actually the the, uh, the what do you call it the uh, overtime the extra overtime sudden death. <laughs> you uh, worked dude, it out. It was I mean, nice. I was so good. I was doing so well this morning. Yeah, I wasn't really. I can't pronounce potpourri or potpourri. You, you highlighted all the good stuff, but not the bad stuff this morning. So I'll, I'll cover that. Thank you. Well, that's what we try to do anyway. We try to pretend their bad stuff didn't happen. Jason Drew's coming in here next. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.